time for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Identical twins who swam the placental waters together and have navigated life as identical individuals. At childhood, the brothers shared clothes, a room, and birthdays, thus fortifying their bond. Nevertheless, their differences became apparent. While Jose and Angel love country, family, and rock and roll, they rarely see eye to eye. The only constant is their unique alliance and rivalry. They may have shared the womb, but they don't share opinions. Welcome to another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we are broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage on the largest internet radio network in the world, Live 365. And from the coolest internet radio, internet website in the world, TwinTalkCast.com. Eh? You know what? We're so glad that you're with us today. We have a fantastic show tonight. Tonight, I'm so ecstatic that tonight we're going to have comedian and activist and all-around guy that likes to kick apathy in the dick, <laughs> Mr. Lee Camp. Hey, that, I'm so excited about this guy. He's also the guy the guy who uh, who does the series on web, I mean on YouTube called the uh, Mo- A Moment of Clarity. Love the guy. That's right. I've heard some of his stuff on He's YouTube. He's awesome, yeah. It is indeed A Moment of Clarity, and he says it with a little bit of humor. He's, he's a cool guy. He's a smart guy. You know what? Yeah, good get, man. He's a smart guy, and he's freaking ass funny. And he's like, if you watch his YouTube series, A Moment of Clarity, you do see that he kicks apathy in the dick. I I (laughs) don't know what apathy is. eh? That's That's a slogan. What is apathy? Apathy is is people like yourself who just want to put their head in the sand and not care about anything. I just want to look at the unicorns and the rainbows and look how beautiful the sun is and uh, meanwhile, the freaking world's going to hell. That's what apathy is. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to look that shit up. I'm getting suspicious of you, eh? Anyway, also tonight, uh, uh, we have an awesome mu- music uh, um, artist as our guest. Angel, tell, tell our listeners about that. The lovely singer song. Can I just say something? Yes. Tell our listeners. I'm having trouble enunciating right now. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I don't have any apathy s- for you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, later on, we're also going to have the lovely singer-songwriter musician, Irene Diaz. Oh, what a <laughs> voice! I can't wait, man. We're gonna be. Ha- she's gonna call in. We're gonna talk to her, and she's gonna uh, play. We're gonna play her uh, latest how, single. How do you how do you spell? Uh, is, that a, is that a French name? Is that a Latino name as well? I don't know. Maybe Irene could put some piano to it and make it sound. Irene good, eh? Diaz. Uh. Irene Diaz. He's a lovely singer songwriter. <laughs> getting a lot of attention, man. Yeah, you know, I listened to her tracks. Her EP is really cool. Real real good kickback music. That's a good gift for Twin Talk también. It's eh? a bottle of wine music. Hey, no. It's a bottle of wine music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For you and, and Lourdes, it's two bottles of wine. <laughs> <laughs> one each. E- one each. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, also tonight uh, from Tales from the Great and Awesome Podcast slash Radio Show, Tales from the Sunset Strip, our very own Willie Bass is going to be here coming up from the dead. Dude. Where's he been, eh? And we're going to talk to him about that, man. Right on. That's great to know. You know, he's going to talk about the fact that, you know, he's been on hiatus and it's time for a new season of Tales from the Sunset Strip. Man, he had so many good guests on that show. I couldn't believe his his house band included all these awesome artists. Yes, yes. And you can listen to that on TwinTalkCast.com. I've said before that I wish... I wish I had the time because hey, I would bro, be because I would I'd be the producer of the show 
because I would love to have him be, be creative and me that you know be producing that show because it's such a, a great niche. He, he talks to people who are in the industry about the industry, but he tells some. They all have some good stories for, about artists and recordings that you and I know about. Growing up, like Pink Floyd and David Bowie, Lita Ford, the the you know Guns and Roses. Because he's been in those circles for years and years, and he's homies with them. So, anyways, he's also <laughs> he talks about some of the garage parties they used to have. In eh? case you haven't noticed, he is on our radio network on TwinTalkCast.com. You will see his page there. Uh, his podcast and radio show air every Friday afternoon, 3.30 p.m. Stay tuned for a new season starting on uh, December 20th. So that's what's going on. Also, as I take a drink of water, as we do every week, <laughs> every week, uh, straight out of Telemundo. I need a, I need a drink. You introduce her, dude. Uh, straight out of uh, multimedia journalist. Uh, straight out of Telemundo and NBC, our very own Latina, because she doesn't <laughs> like the term Chicana. <laughs> Jackie Casas, what's, what's, what are you bringing later on? Hey guys, tonight on News in Dirty Laundry, I have the latest on the tragic mm-hmm. death of American actor Paul Walker and what his autopsy results said about the crash earlier this week. Also, does he... 30-minute delivery from your online purchase sound good to you? Well, Amazon has a plan to make that happen and make you a happy customer. I'll give you details on that. (laughs) And finally, fellas, do you want to know where your member or shiznis ranks in the United States? (laughs) Well, I've got a list of where the biggest and best pepitos are in the country. Stay tuned for where oh, and more. Geographically. Geographically, guys. Well, dude, I got gotcha. you. You can find at least one of those in Theo Luis's garage. <laughs> You'll be surprised on the results. Well, the other one, you can find it in the next, uh, in Theo Luis's garage and next door. <laughs> so that's what's going on on the news and dirty laundry. And only we have Jackie Casas with the news and dirty laundry. Last week's show, we want to let people know <laughs> that you can go on TwinTalkCast.com and listen to all of our previous podcasts. You can download them to your uh, gadget of choice. You could also subscribe so that they automatically download. But subscribe, la- eh? Last week, why do you why do you go through so much trouble and all you have to say is subscribe, eh? You're all like subscribe because that's how you enunciate. You got to pronounce the words, bro. Yeah, but it's all about expressing it, eh? You know, it's, it really doesn't matter how you say it. It's it's just that they get it. I I I, I, I tend to disagree, my friend. And, you know, bro. Just, it know, is important. I'm just making to, in life a little easier. Subscribe. But I have, I have not subscribe. I think it's so important. I've told my daughters and my, and my children that it's very important to enunciate words when you talk to your friends or whatever. You know, you can like use even, the slang, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta enunciate. You gotta pronounce the words correctly. You've got to do that. Like enunciate. It's like why do you use that word? That's like first of all, it starts like a uh, and then it's three syllables when all you could say is pronounce. That's two syllables. Or you could just say, say it right. Okay, pronounce it. Or just say it. Enunciate. Pronounce. Or just Enunciate, say it. I believe, is in context with a sentence to, to, uh, to articulate. Is that yourself. why you're always tired, Jose? Because of all the, the syllables? All the syllables? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm suffering from syllable, syllable fatigue, doctor. What do I do? <laughs> Anyways, next, last week's show. I'm suffering from post-traumatic syllable syndrome. Last week's <laughs> show was so awesome. It was our reunion show. You'll see it when you go to our TwinTalkCast.com. It's the first show you, you see. It's called Twins Reunion Tour. Um, you will see that 
we had uh, the second appearance and first live performance in Theo Luis's garage of Sons of Mariel. Ah, dude, they debuted their their latest single on our show live, live. And you know what? That's what they've what done. A nice song. They actually debuted to the world on our show about a year ago, and now they debuted. On our show, yes, and now they're debuting their single on our show. And right now they're kicking ass as uh, in a residency. Uh, at, the, at the Hotel Cafe in Hollywood. Every Saturday? Every or? Saturday. Check them out. Dude. Check them out. Also, we had awesome, cool guy uh, who is a activist who tries to help kids, young kids, stay out of bullying and also stop bullies from bullying. His name is <laughs> Tiger Man. Ra ra. <laughs> and, and you know what? Cool guy. He comes in as a superhero, totally dressed up as a tiger, has a great message, and he has affected many many kids he's spoken to millions of kids already you know what I, I uh you know what i noticed about him he has an accent eh like a, like all the cartoons like the car the uh the superhero cartoons they do don't they yeah he has one of those he's accents, got a new york yeah. new jersey type accent like a comic book accent <laughs> eh? you know what that's true on television characters tend to have an accent they don't just speak you know they don't just enunciate clearly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They just all have an accent. Anyways, yeah, man, that was a good interview, man. Uh, but I, when you told me Tiger Man, I'm like, what? Well, that's what's cool because he's got a gimmick, but it's you know it's for kids, uh-huh. and and kids gotta relate to something, and they and they love the they love the Tiger Man. And what great stories he told about yes. uh, some of the kids that he's actually helped uh, and uh, and parents as well. And he actually held back a little bit. He had more stories when we when I first met him. We talked for a while, and he had some amazing stories. And of course, he held back. He's not a bully. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to remind you all that you can chat us up on Facebook, look us up on Twin Talk Show, friend us, and post your comments on the wall. We will read them. We'll respond to them. Also, go to Twin Talk Show on Twitter and on Instagram. And we do it the old-fashioned way as well. Twinstagram, baby. Give us a call throughout the show here into Theo Luis's Garage at 626-275. To win. At 626-275-8946. For someone who doesn't like to enunciate more than two syllables, you said twin with two syllables. To win. <laughs> Hey, I can hardly hear myself. Is it just my headphones? It's your headphones, bro. You're just uh, going to have to do one of these, dude. Um, I don't know what's the deal. Um, so, what's up? How was your week, bro? My week was pretty good. You know what I did? I went to Disneyland. You went to Disneyland? I haven't been to Disneyland in I, 20... How old is Angel Ray, my son? 21 years. You know why, dude? Because after our reunion show, the camera crew that came up said, Hey, dude, you just had your first reunion tour after a big fight. What are you going to do now? I'm going to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, it wasn't that bad. We went on Mother's Day. Right, right. Uh, I mean, not Mother's Day. Sorry. On What was it? On, it was I thought it was like Guatemala Mother's Day or something. Because Mother's Day here. Well, there was Mother's Day because we took my mother-in-law for the first time. Uh-huh. But it was uh, this this weekend. Right, and the lines weren't that bad, eh? Well, it's cold out there, brother. but let me tell you, my my wife, she has no scruples, eh? <laughs> my mother-in-law has never been to the to uh, out of Guatemala, and I took we took her to uh, uh, over to Space Mountain. It's a small world. No, Space Mountain. We spared her that one, but we went to Space. Wait Mountain. a minute, you didn't go to wait. Hold on, hold. You draw you. She came all the way from Guatemala, and you didn't go into. It's a small world. Who doesn't take their family into It's a Small World? Uh, it's the, whole, the whole point <laughs> is that she traveled from another country 
And the whole idea is that look how small the world is. Airplane and technology, everything brings us closer together. This this ride, this little floating ride no, with all Charlie, the dolls man. singing in different that, languages embodies that. No, Charlie, dude. That and was, you didn't... That, that's, that gets annoying, eh? Once you go a couple of countries, it's like, no, Charlie, I don't want to hear it again. But you, you didn't take her to It's a Small well, World. Well, I'll tell you why, because... The visa doesn't let her get out of California, eh? <laughs> I didn't want to chance it, Holmes. Anyways, my my wife was telling her, oh, yeah, let's go on Space Mountain. That was not, not, not like a light ride, eh, for that's someone a, who's never ride. been. It's a fun one. Oh, she's never been on a she's roller coaster? She's never been on a roller coaster. Oh, my God. And my mother-in-law was a little nervous. I couldn't. I just had to, like, you know, put a disclaimer in there, and I kept telling her, you're not going to get wet. Because they kept thinking, am I going to get wet? Am I going to get wet? Like if all the rides have water. That's pretty cruel. You don't take her to It's a Small World, and then you terrorize her on a roller coaster <laughs> that she's never been on a roller coaster. <laughs> oh, dude, I got to post the picture. You know the picture that they, they post on the, that they take on the roller coaster? Right. It was my wife and her mother in the front row, and me right. and her brother in the back row. We should have seen my wife and her mother. <laughs> wow. I'm going to post that, baby. That's Are you mean. listening? <laughs> That's pretty mean, man. I'll tell you, though. She handled it, though. My my mother-in-law, no se raja, dude. <laughs> she continues to surprise me, man. That's a shout-out to you, Doña Mari. You're awesome, eh? Doña Maria se fue a small world, se fue a small world. No la dejaron entrar. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. How was your... Uh, my week was good. I was, <laughs> I was asking myself, how was your week, Jose? Hey, Jose, how was your week? Hey? You know, I, you know, uneventful. <laughs> um, although, this weekend, it was really nice. I actually went to uh, Tom's Farms, took my kids to Tom's Farms. Orale. Took my daughter, my daughter, Liana. Did and, you do some wine tasting over there? No, because I was driving. But I went to, uh, to Tom's Farms <laughs> don't taste with, that my, many. with my daughter. <laughs> and her boyfriend? No, it was my daughter, my grandchild. Nalani's in town? No, my daughter, Liana, oh. her son, my grandchild, my two sons, my girlfriend. The only I had all my children except the one who's in Colorado. I was elated to have all of my loved ones in the car of my brood, that is. I love you, brother, but of my brood. <laughs> and except, I'm not your brood, eh? Except I was missing... That's what I said. Uh, except I was missing my daughter. It would have been complete. Dude, eh? <laughs> my daughter, my other daughter. But it was cool. We went, you know, did the little ride on the train and, you know, looked the around. The boys must have dug it, right? Tom's Farm is really cool. For those of you who don't know, Tom's Farm is a, a is a, what used to be a little fruit stand on the side of the road in Corona, California, the meth capital of the world. No, Charlie, it's not. Well, and, and Angel knows best. <laughs> no, it's not. Um and it's grown to a destination where there's wine tasting, there's, uh, you know. Antiques, pony rides, yeah, really train cool rides. Stuff. But it was fun. A, a makeshift, uh, I mean, a, a make-believe pond. Did, they, did the band play any Creedence Clearwater? They were. No, they were, they were playing. So that's some, all they play. Yeah, over. but they, <laughs> they shouldn't have sang, though, I'll tell you that. No? The music was good, but the singing. Was I, it a chick? I don't know. It was a dude. The last time I went, it was a chick. And uh, they, when they went on break, and then I had to go to the restroom. So there was a line for the women's restroom, right? I wasn't going to the women's restroom, right? But I was walking into the men's restroom, and the singer walked out, which was a woman. Okay. And she looked at me, and she's all, "I put the seat back up." <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that's a that's a chick who travels with dudes in a van. <laughs> Anyways, it was cool. I'm glad you had right a good week. I'm man. glad you went, brother. All right. Yeah, it was fun. Right on. Orale. Well, it's time for your shout-outs. Uh, your shout-outs are brought to you by Aladdin Jr. II Mediterranean Cuisine. I'll give you some more information on that later. 
But first of all, I'm going to give you a shout out. Uh, we're giving you a shout. This is the parte de los twins, eh? Lou Babinga, eh? Thanks for liking again. Uh, great pictures of you rocking when you look like Ace Really, Holmes. <laughs> also, Marin Craven, also known as Witch Bitch. Like, which bitch? No, which bitch, Holmes? <laughs> so take it easy with her. Also, Johnny Law from Warner Drive. Good to be in touch, Holmes. Maribel Lopez from Run Red Rose Mafia Dolls. Happy birthday, homegirl. Also, Ziggy Scott, Scott from Australia. What's up, Ziggy? He's in town, man. Come on down, man. We need a party with Sutasa. him. We need a party with him. Also, some oldies but goodies. Carolyn C., Irene V., Maria G., and Dominic Renee. How you like that one, Holmes? Also, I want to say a special shout-out to Ether. You know why? Because Ether is Ether, Holmes. <laughs> Those are shout-outs. You got shout-outs? I do have a shout-out. I want to give a shout-out to my man. Uh, again, Dennis Lottie, I gave you a shout-out last week, but you didn't hear it. I hope you're listening today because I'm giving it to you today. Anyway, so I'm giving you a shout-out, hey, my the man. Music. Hey, look, we got... Do we have a phone call? I'm here a phone call, dude. Get the call. All right, who's calling? Anyway, this is Jose from Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Uh, you're live on the air. Who is this? Yo, yo, ho, ho, ho. This is David A. Romero. Oh, <laughs> right on. David Romero, the spoken word artist and expert enchilada maker. That's huh? right. He was in our show before, spoken word artist. And uh, awesome. You got to check out that podcast. Awesome show. What's up, my man? Yeah, well, I just wanted to call in and say great job, guys. Great show, as usual. Right on. Uh, it's been wonderful so far. Right on. And, uh, yeah, guys, I wanted to tell you about something. What? You got some time? Yes, yes. What, what's going on? What are you up to? All right. So I've been busy uh, doing some college shows all across the country. Right on. But here locally, I've been hosting an open mic. We're going to have one next week. Tuesday. Right. Um, right. It's go for it. Go for it. What is it? Where is it? Yeah, it's called Between the Bars Open Mic. It's going to be next Tuesday at the DBA two five six Wine Bar Lounge in Pomona. We're going to have a super dope Christmas show, dude. You know what? I'm so glad you called in, man, because I've been meaning to tell people about that. I went to one of those. And what a fun event this is, bro. It's open mic, but they also feature some artists sometimes. Last time I went, they had this one guy, forgot his name, but he, he brought it down. Who do you have? You have some people f featured this week? Yeah, this upcoming week, we've got six features returning from the past year. We've got two people who have been on TV, some famous poets in the building. Got to come check it out, plus... We're going to have a Charlie Brown Christmas tree with lights on it and a toy drive for needy families in Pomona. And it's an open mic. That means if you got something to say, you want to say it, get over there, put your name on the list, and Mr. Romero will call it, right? That's right. So, uh, hey, brother, thanks for calling. Why don't you tell our listeners where it is again and, and all the information, and uh, 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 and uh, we'll finish the shout-outs. You got any shout-outs, eh? Uh, any shout-outs? Yeah. Well, just uh, come check us out. You can find us at uh, www.facebook.com slash mic. Shout-out to my mom, my peeps, my enchiladas, <laughs> Twin Talk Radio. Right on. Right on, man. All right. Peace out, guys. 
Thanks a lot, man. I'm going to try to make it down there. And we got to have this guy back on the on the air. Come back some other time, David. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. All right. Uh, let me tell you guys, if you, thanks, haven't, brother. if you haven't listened or heard or, or seen David Romero, thanks for uh, perform. He's awesome, a spoken word artist. Our favorite one is the uh, Cheese Enchiladas. Cheese Enchiladas. Great, great, uh, what do you call it, a poem? What do you call it? Spoken slam? word. It's go, a slam. Go to www.twintalkcast.com and scroll all the way down. The first one called Pasado Boulevard. Yep. He's, there's a clip where he uh, actually does it on our show. Yep. It's awesome stuff. So check it out. Anyways. Or go to the DBA. Anyways, those were your shout outs. Great to talk to you. Uh, uh, what a great surprise. David Romero. Yeah. Shout outs are brought to you by Aladdin Jr. Mediterranean Cuisine and Concert Venue. It's at 296 West 2nd Street in downtown Pomona. It's cracking over there. They got good music and good beer. Also, uh, you can call them at 909-623-4333. All right. We'll be right back, y'all. Shoo! Twin today. Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel, and I dig this segment. You know when you hear that scuttle beat that grabs you from the loins and says, it's time to listen. <laughs> it's Jackie. It's time. <laughs> No, it's not Jackie grabbing you from the loins, though. <laughs> I want to be, be clear. She's I'll, a good girl. That'd be the most fun I've had in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I got to know. You got to tell me some stories. You gotta, you're gotta. you saying about being like mysterious, but you have to learn how to entice. Uh-huh. Isn't it enticing? Uh-huh. It's enticing you. Yes. You well, got to no, know, don't you? You got to slip a little bit. Because uh-huh. then I'll be like, oh, you're just bluffing. Baby, baby don't, don't ask me to slip nothing. Hey, trust Ooh. me. I'll say if Jackie, <laughs> if Jackie was handling your loans, she'd be backhanding them. <laughs> anyway, straight out of, out of Telemundo and NBC, multimedia journalist, the girl with the skinny on all the news and dirty laundry, the girl with the pink headphones, it's Jackie Casa. Shoot. Hi guys! Hey, hey Jackie. Jackie, welcome back! Yes, what an amazing show we had last yes. week! I had so much fun. Yes, yes, it was a great, great show. I even the music reunited. 
<laughs> it was a good show. You know, I really thought that Tiger Man, for instance, what a genuine guy. He's when a you, sweetheart. When you first see him, you're like, what the hell? But it's because we're looking at him through adult eyes. And he's the kind of guy who he, he reaches out to children. We're not talking junior and... I mean, I mean, high school kids. We're talking about grade school kids, uh, you know, before the bullying gets really bad. And yeah. uh, he was a genuine guy. <laughs> and, of course, uh, George Pajon and Diego Val, <laughs> real friends of the radio show. Amazing awesome guys. Amazing new song that they got. Yes. It is. It's for our listeners to yes. take a listen to. And it was so good to have them here. And we're gonna They're p- like part of the Twin Pyre now, They eh? are. And we're going to add that to our rotation. Uh, the question is, should we put the Spanish version or the English van- version on our rotation? Oh. That's a difficult question. Because they're both good. Yes, I don't know, are. but you could listen to last week's podcast. He did it in Spanish and English. I know, but he did. There's one complete song in Spanish, you know. It's great. It's right here. What a great track. No way. Awesome track, awesome track. Anyways, check out our show last week that performed that track live. But back to News and Dirty Laundry. So what's going on in News and Dirty Laundry this week, my dear? Okay, guys, <laughs> we actually start off with some really tragic, tragic news. Actor Paul Walker, best known for his roles in the Fast and the Furious action films, died in a car accident over the weekend. It's an extremely, extremely sad situation. Walker, 40 years old, who was a passenger in a fiery one-car crash on Saturday in Santa Clarita, California. Oh, here in Santa Clarita? Yes, it's about 30 miles northwest of Los Angeles. Uh, the driver of the actual car uh, <laughs> of the Porsche Carrera GT, which is a very fancy uh, super sport car, Roger Rodas died along with him of multiple tragic injuries. So obviously they were speeding. Well, that is something that has been uh, described as a factor in the investigation of going high okay. speeds. There were several reports that they were possibly racing another car. Now with uh, surveillance video that they've uh, found and that they've matched up to the scene, uh, they realized there wasn't anybody that they were racing. Um, however, there was also some information that might have been a... Um, faulty uh, leak in the steering wheel that might have caused the derailment for the driver to lose control and ultimately crash into a pole and a tree. Wow, Jackie, there, you there, did your research. There are a lot. Well, <laughs> I'm sure she's a Paul Walker fan. He's a white well, boy. Was, uh, he's hot and Paul he's Walker fast and fan, furious. And it's also my job. I was actually working Saturday where this oh. broke and uh, it was huge, huge news. What street was it on? Do you know? It was... Um, I was Rye Canyon. It's a really interesting area. It's kind of sort of, of commercially. Oh, actor. Uh, he was actually coming from one of his uh, fundraising events for his charity. Oh, okay. uh, he was actually trying to fundraise some funds for the victims of the uh, typhoon in the Philippines. Uh, I just want to say, Paul Walker. He should have walked. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually really sad because today, this is terrible, today the autopsy results were uh, revealed from the coroner and they indicated that Walker died from a combined effects of traumatic and thermal injuries from the accident. Because thermal, the traffic like, in my mind, he burned, he, he burned alive. Huh? He cra- they crashed into a tree, the car split in half uh-huh. and then it exploded. Is he 27 years old? 
No, he's 40. He just he's turned 40. 40. Oh, I thought he was the 27 27, the golden year. No. <laughs> well, you know, the interesting thing, um, Jackie brought up uh, one of the theories about the steering wheel. There's been a lot of theories about whether or not the <laughs> brakes were leaking, the steering column was leaking, but it was uh, presumably a really new car. But this particular Carrera GT has been known to be not very, even though it's street legal, it's not for the novice to drive, especially driving fast. Yeah. And so, um, <clears throat> you know what, though? And you know, whenever an artist fast. or like a star, it's kind of sad, you know, anybody has it, particularly in such a, you know, tragic way. But, well, the People irony, just too. Love the, uh, they love the mystique, eh? They like to throw in shit. You see what I'm talking about? You know, like everyone likes the mystique. They do, eh? <laughs> What's going to come up to like. La Doña was crossing the street with their little cart with tamales that caused it, eh? And Watch. you know what? That's the that's the, ver- the East L.A. version and of yet, it, eh? The mystique is, was she selling the sweet tamales or the carne <laughs> or, or the, the jalapenos? Uh, and cheese Because that could be a big factor. <laughs> so I told you, Everyone right? likes the mystique. So it's actually really sad because Paul Walker, who is known for these high-speed films, was uh, into the car, car culture himself. He, he wasn't used a like double. A, he, he should have used a double on this one, eh? <laughs> he, wasn't, uh, he wasn't a racer, per se. You know how many girls are going to be hating on you now, Angel? Dude. The girls love you on this show, but they're going to hate you now because you're dissing on Paul Walker. Hey, Paul Walker ain't perfect. He should have used a double or he should have walked, eh? <laughs> it's so, so sad. It's The irony is what I think is just so ironic of him to die this way. Yes, but, I agree. Um, we, there's... He was ironing, eh? He ironing también, oh? <laughs> Of course you're going to crash. Right? I don't believe it because he... He doesn't iron his own clothes. He's a movie star. <laughs> he was known he to be... He also doesn't crash his own cars. <laughs> he was known to be a very chill, humble guy, not really big in the Hollywood scene. Um, and like I said, the investigation is still ongoing. The toxicology reports on, re- reports on the bodies themselves will be completed in about six to eight weeks, but the uh, autopsy results were released today, which actually also included the... Uh, confirmation of the identification of the bodies because when investigators got on scene the bodies were unrecognizable to uh, confirm wow. the IDs. However, uh. we knew it was Paul Walker and Roger Rodas who left FYI, Roger Rodas was a former race car driver. Uh. Wow. Um so yeah, he I'll knew, say former. He, <laughs> he knew he knew about fast cars. If he wasn't then, he is now. His family members, members and friends say that he is a very good driver and wouldn't lose control because he is that skilled. So that is where they point the finger to the faultiness. Well, of here's the, the deal. There's the always there's the first thing people want to do is point fingers. But you know what? There, there's this just yep. the, just simple factors like one, it's it's a car that while it's street legal, it's still not a race car per se. And secondly. They're driving on normal streets, and there's a lot of variables <laughs> there. Streets. You know, there's uh, abnormalities in the, on the asphalt. There's turns and curves that they may not be familiar with. Race car drivers know the tracks. Isn't he they the know, drifter guy? The drifter? I don't Tokyo know. Tokyo Drift? Paul Walker did yeah, yeah, yeah. Tokyo he, Drift. No, he wasn't in the second one. That one's the Tokyo Drift. That one's the second one. That was the only film out of the six films that he didn't appear. And oh. they were actually in production. Is that guy still alive, though? <laughs> it, he is. Um, they're actually currently in production for Fast and the Furious 7 because it is such a successful series that um, Universal, who produces the the actual films themselves, were they were they Paul Walker was due to come in this week to Atlanta to wrap up some final key scenes. Of course, because of oh, the incident, oh, he was making a movie. Yes, it's the 
Fast and Furious Part 7. And uh-huh. an additional one. I also read that he was making a movie that was going to be his dramatic uh, breakout. So, you know, so where he was going to actually be a dr- very dramatic actor. But Homeboy's gone. It was a, he. He actually did a traumatic breakout. <laughs> of course, because of the incident, uh, production has been halted. Uh, <laughs> I know my wife is angry right now. <laughs> um, like I said, because of what has recently happened, production has halted on the Fast and the Furious Seven film. Well, that about to see the halt. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it is a sad okay, story. A, I'm killing it already. Oh, no pun intended, eh? (laughs) And he does leave behind a 15-year-old daughter, Meadow Walker. Oh, sorry, baby. so, so, so sad. So sorry about that. Our deepest condolences to his family and friends. Okay, guys, let's move on. Angel, stop laughing. It's not funny. So sad. He was so fucking good looking too. Good God. Ay, Dios mío. Why, God, why you got to take the God ones? Why? All right. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Amazon.com is testing delivering packages using drones. This is all according to Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos. Uh, The idea would be to deliver packages as quickly as possible using the small unmanned aircraft. It's a conspiracy. Through a service the company is calling Prime Air. Um, Bezos played a a demo video, which has been on YouTube and has been airing in multiple news sources. It shows how the aircraft, also known as octocopters, will pick up packages in small yellow buckets at the Amazon Fulfillment Centers and fly through the air to deliver the items to customers after they hit the button online.com, which estimates to be about 30 minutes or less. Dude, well, just hire Domino's, eh? <laughs> Let me tell you, please, listeners, listen to me, please. Clearly listen to me. Stick with the Domino's, guys. This is a conspiracy. <laughs> I'll tell you why it's a conspiracy. Because in order for this to happen, they have to uh, alleviate certain flight uh, I uh, totally agree. Uh, uh, laws. Mm-hmm. Okay, they'll have to alleviate these flight laws where uh, planes and drones cannot fly throughout residential areas. In order for this to happen, they would have to uh, modify or get rid of those. Hence, the possibility of drones spying on us, which already does happen. Uh, so, please, it's not a good idea. Angel, for once, I agree with you, and that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, I, don't, I don't agree with that. It, under the guise of convenience and immediacy... Um, uh, Amazon will probably be able to talk a lot of these senators or whatever and uh, lawmakers to change these laws and make it available for him to do that. And that will make, like my brother said, I'm only repeating and being redundant, it will make it uh, alleviate the laws that exist. Let me tell you, Amazon for for privacy privacy is one of the biggest companies out there uh, and is, yes, employing a lot of people with this good, uh, but they have places all over and they continue to open places all over. They uh, uh, so they have a lot of leverage. They did say Amazon uh, did say that this would take a couple of years because, like you guys have said, there is no um, regulations that would actually allow them to do this. However, because the FAA uh, FAA currently limits the use of drones in the U.S. to public uh, entities. Mm-hmm. Um, however, they did say the regulars did say that it plans to have regulations governing commercial use by 2015 which is not that far from now. So that's why Amazon.com is already kind of getting people hyped up, which 
uh, with this new video and people getting excited about it, they could get a delivery in 30 minutes or less. This could be bad for FedEx and the Postal Service because this may be something that they'll be left behind unless they join up on the drone delivery system uh, as well. My brother has made a very good point, and I'm glad that I you I always saw that. make a good point. And, and pint. I, I agree. I think that, <laughs> yeah, talk about pint. I think I that, the, you know, you're, you're treading on thin, uh, on, on dangerous territory when you're allowing uh, a commercial entity to, to um, possibly infringe on privacy. Think about it. Who's controlling these drones? You know they're going to have cameras. They need to have cameras for them to, f- yeah. to negotiate through the airwaves and into someone's Presumably, presumably, someone's front door. Hey, like I mean, hey, like the Google Maps. Hey, eh? you know what we did, Jackie? We went on Google Maps, and you know you can go Google, Google Earth, Earth, Google Earth, Google Earth, and you uh-huh. could you could type in your address. Yeah. So we typed in my dad's address. Uh huh. And and you know it goes down the street level, and you can kind of take look 365 degree. You can see my dad wait, mowing the wait. lawn in the oh, front yard. Right. Eh? You know what's neat about Google Earth? That it does 365 degrees, according to my brother. My Not dad. 360, but 365 <laughs> degrees. That's amazing. I didn't know that. What a great... Where do you get that app? <laughs> That's the Paisa way. 365 <laughs> degrees, eh? Not 360. Hey, but, but my dad got all... all Pissed off, eh? pissed off. <laughs> Did he really get there, upset? Yeah, there's a picture of my dad mowing the lawn with, his, with his baseball hat yeah. and the, the lawnmower. And Watch after after the show, we'll Google it and you can check out my he's dad mowing the lawn. I didn't give him permission. <laughs> oh my god, your dad is too cute. <laughs> what do you think? Oh. I get my looks. <laughs> well, you guys are twins, so uh, say uh, both of you are right. So Ixnay on the drones because you Ixnay know, on the drones you know day. What's next. I agree, Angel. We agree. We, uh, for once on the show, we wholeheartedly. I know. I can't believe we it. We can still manage it, eh? We've done it before. <laughs> there was a time when there was no Amazon. I, and you know what? My brother makes a good point. If 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 Domino's can deliver the pizza in thirty minutes or less. Amazon should be able to do it, and, you know, and Amazon, they have to cook it. Eh? And Amazon's <laughs> been putting out all building all kinds of distribution centers all over the the world. I know, you know, and not only that, Amazon utilizes other vendors. They don't come up with their own stuff. There's millions of vendors. I mean, the ability for Amazon to do what they do already is is unprecedented. And then here in the West Coast, you could hire guys on fixies. <laughs> That's true. On fixie bicycles, they would love to do that for a living, eh? Yeah, employ more people. At the same time, help people get healthy. And it'll probably be cheaper, um, too. Bicycles. Anyway, I All agree right, Jose, high five, eh? High five, eh? High five. <laughs> okay, guys, moving on. So this next story, I have actually just added a photo to our Twin Talk Facebook page for our next topic. Ow! Let me know what you guys think about She's this. She's a girl, a white girl. Oh, guys, there's been a lot of drama in the realm of women. Woo! And it's all about... Oh my Hot gosh. Mamas. Did you post a woman in underwear? I oh didn't. I'll God. tell you why. <laughs> this is a soccer wife and fitness blogger, Carolyn Berg Erickson. She posted a photo of herself on Instagram four days after giving birth, wearing nothing but some bras, panties, and uh, her, you know, little flat stomach. Looking hot. Response to the image has been massive. Lo- lo- looking hot. One Australian blogger wrote... Quote, this is not a selfie. This is an act of 
war. Some comments, <laughs> some comments even claimed that the picture in itself was fake because they could not believe that a body would be <laughs> like that after four days of giving birth. Um, this is the latest online blow-up discussion about pregnancy and body image after uh, pregnancy. A few months ago, fitness blogger Maria Kang posted a Facebook hyperfit photo of herself with a caption, what's your excuse and her three kids in the photo. Now, what my question is, guys, I'm sure you guys wouldn't care, but do you does this bother you for your female partners? I think that chandelier uh, in the back is ugly, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't understand your question. What's your question? Like, obviously, guys are going to think this is hot. They don't give a crap if they just gave birth or not. But do you think, what do you feel about your... Daughters who see this, your wives, your girlfriends. Seeing what, eh? This uh, photo and what kind of an influence or impact it would have on them. Uh, I, I, I don't. I, okay, I'll answer that, Angel. <laughs> answer that shit because that chandelier looks. Ugly. I don't have a problem with that <laughs> photograph um, because it's real. If that woman, no, those boobies aren't. If that woman, well, it looks. I don't. Maybe they're not real boobs. But what I'm trying to say is that there's nothing airbrushed about it, and this is a w- woman who's not. Um, you know, like on those on those magazine and billboards where the women are airbrushed and they're insanely unrealistically thin and what have you. This is a woman who obviously took care of herself before pregnancy, during pregnancy, and therefore has benefited from it after pregnancy. Now, having said that, there's nothing wrong with a woman with curves either. Mm-hmm. Hey, she needs to brush that chandelier. It looks pretty dusty. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Charlie, if you look closely, you could see stretch marks, eh? Like there's no stomach, right? But well, there's stretch what marks. Well, that's some the women are saying that it's ridiculous. And there's nothing wrong with There's sisters. ridiculous that now there's such a high pressure among the women to have a fit body after pregnancy. Yeah. So much to the point where to not even have stretch marks, which is something commonly that you get after having pregnancy. It's a uh-huh. total natural thing. Um, so it's gone to an extent where you literally want to look like you never were pregnant in the first place. And yeah. that's the pressure that women are dealing with now. So what are women think about this is it like well it's hit and miss however um like i said this is just in the latest of a bunch of photos that have come about um from women who have posted a post their like um, like post some more, right? kim kardashian <laughs> did the same thing exactly kim kardashian Can you do posted, a profile on that one miss <laughs> um so but women are saying that it's just it's not fair there's such a pressure to Take care of your children. Take care of the husband. Take care of the house. Work. Be all nah, women. she didn't take care of that chandelier, eh? look that good. <laughs> Here's the deal. Women need to just let it go, for goodness sake. One, be happy in the skin that you have been given. Let go also, and let God. No, also, let me. <laughs> but you know what? I, I, I understand the pressures, but I will say this. Women have got to grow up because women of all ages are so envious of other women. It doesn't matter if the woman is... As as thinner, doesn't matter if she's got black or brown hair or the dress. They're always comparing themselves to another woman, no matter what. Hey, yeah, give it up, let it go. Okay, you're beautiful you're the way you are. Let it go, but however, what kind of response am I getting to this photo from you guys? I think she's you guys hot. are totally saying she's hot and interested. What's if wrong I with were that? to put a woman who just had twins and they're two hundred and twenty pounds, put it put it up there and show me. I don't know Show if it would be the same response I, from I, you guys. Hey, wait a second. All I, I said is that what, wait, she I, needs to clean her I, chandelier, right? <laughs> Jackie, Jackie, I, I, if you put a picture up of a woman, and I, I will, I will, um, I will judge her accordingly. I will, big, small, tall, 
purple, hey, green, I just, white. I just don't the want thing, you to judge me I, based on my brother, Jackie. What I'm, try, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, no, most men, yeah, will probably say, oh, hot, hot, hot. But guess what? Who gives a crap? Well, that's the thing. Most men would say hot, hot, hot. Who and cares? would look at their wife and be like, ¿Qué, qué onda contigo? Like, you, what's going on? How come this bitch can look so hot and then, you can't? Then you don't want that man. That man should love you the way <laughs> so it is. There's, there's so much more let to me, a woman than me, stretch marks, eh? The, wim, the women that have... To all it's the, it's, it's to where all, they're at, eh? It's where they're, they got to be placed perfectly. To all the women I've loved before, this is what I've got to say. Is that uh, a long list? Uh, to all the women I've loved before. You know what? The women I've loved before started out <laughs> beauty. And they had babies. And while they were <laughs> pregnant, they looked hot. Hot, hot, hot. The the, the bulging, the, the big stomach, the, the, the lactating boobs, the, the thighs and the butt coming out. Look hot. And then the post-baby the stuff. And then the post-baby thing just shows that they're more woman. They're more woman than the girl that hasn't had a baby. I think the, if you're in love with your woman and you've seen her throughout her metamorphoses, you love her. <laughs> you think she's beautiful. Hey, and you know what's great hey, about it? A woman it? doesn't have to have a child to go through some metaphors. I think it's beautiful. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. So if you're to re, to finish what I'm saying, to respond to what you're saying, that a lot of men are looking at this and they're comparing their wives to them, then they don't love their wives. Because I enjoy, when I was with my women, <laughs> my women, the loves of my life. It sounds like a pack. Yeah. Like. When Jose's I was, when, girl. It's my, a mook, my, eh? My harem. That's what a mook does. He checks out other chicks. The women I was with. expects his wife to be like that. That's what the you call two? a mook. They're the ones that watch the, uh, these, the, the, <laughs> all those games and smash beer cans on their head. That's the, a mook. That's a mook. You're, I agree, AJ. We agree again. Billy yeah. Scott uh, commented on this photo, said, eh, whatever. Right on, Billy right Scott. On, Billy. Oh, Billy, because you know what? He came out of Baldwin Park. He knows what curves look like. Also... <laughs> Also, yeah, they're all up on Santa Fe Dam, eh? <laughs> trying trying to get that exercise on. So there you have it. If a man loves it's his woman, true. he will enjoy. at five p.m. drive by Santa Fe Dam, <laughs> and, and they're all doing their exercise. And oh I, my a, God, a lot of power to so them, man. eh? Because these señoras, you know, redondas, beautiful women. <laughs> they're beautiful. I, I'm not kidding you. They're beautiful, but redondas, which is nothing wrong. <laughs> up there, getting their exercise on. Uh, Al Redondas. Al Redondas. Okay. <laughs> a, I a, like that. Just a secret. 80% of it is food. It's not how much of it. It's what. Oh, interesting. Yes, trust me. <laughs> anyway, I think that the woman is beautiful in whatever incarnation. As long as she loves herself, <laughs> it takes good care of herself. Just because she, she could be thin, she could be redonda. Yeah. She's, she's gorgeous. <laughs> Well, I, you know, as a woman, I would say that we have to love our bodies, however it is, however small, however small or big it is, (laughs) you gotta love your body. Like I said, please. (laughs) Because I know my wife is listening to this and please love me, baby. Yes. You know I love you, baby. You're gorgeous. Talking uh, Talking about men and love. Let's move on to our next story. Condomania. What? Condom, I'm sorry, Condomania has sallied orders from customers uh, for the last two years about their condom purchasing. Uh, Condomania is a, it's a retailer, it's an actual uh, manufacturing of condoms. Um, so they've actually been telling us I know, this Jackie, up I know. <laughs> for the last two years. 
And it says that uh, in the United States, it's been tens of thousands of sales, and including the size of what the condom actually has. Oh, so, they've been telling how big people exactly. are? Exactly. <laughs> so they have ranked America's states by the condom size their residents purchased. Oh. Let me tell you guys, California... Not so lovely in that department. Okay. Oh, really? Is that so? Yes. <laughs> it was ranked 15th. In what? In the list. Of what? What's the list, though? Of all the states. Of yeah, the, but what? Of the largest penises. Say it, Jackie. The largest pepitos in the country. <laughs> Where are they? So we're Let 15, me tell you. 15% of them here? Yes. We're here? Number 15. I will tell you the top five. Ladies, listen up, because this is where the big shizlongs are at. Okay, are we talking on, in, the, in the United States? In the United States only. This the is big where Shizlongs. This is... Uh, That's the double Dutch version of it. <laughs> this is where it's at, ladies. This is all, of course, according to the retail purchase. Uh, state number five, Ohio. Wow. Which I think of cold, and I don't think it would be easy to get to those <laughs> That's a- sizes. <laughs> Shrinkage. <laughs> exactly. Hey, well, it's got, you know, the name fits it. It's Ohio, the big O. <laughs> Number four is Massachusetts, which <laughs> is ironic because it's such a small state. Mass. <laughs> it's so small, you wouldn't think the big, you know. Things would be there. You know, it just no. It's comparison. Small state. You put it. It is. It's a small state. It's just. It's just in comparison. You put a small penis next to a small a a small (laughs) thing. It looks bigger than it really is. Well, here's an even smaller one. The third one is D.C., (laughs) where all the politicians are at. Uh huh. So you know. Really. Yeah, the the D.C. That's our government headquarters. (laughs) So. They've got they got number three. Well, they don't got huevos over there. I'll tell you that. For <laughs> top sausages. Okay, number two, South Dakota. What? I I don't think of penises when I think of South Dakota. So, I think of cows. So did they count the cows condoms or something? What number? What number is this? This is number two. So that means they're getting bigger. Apparently, they're getting bigger. From five going on to one, right? One being yes. the biggest, so they're yes. getting bigger in South Dakota. Yes. Now, tie for number one. Tie? There's a tie for number one of largest size condom purchases. <laughs> okay, let's say a guess. What are the chances guess. of a tie on what that? States, Try to guess. What okay. states have a tie number for largest Number five is Ohio, pieces? Massachusetts number four, D.C. is three, South Dakota is number two, California is 15, Louisiana, okay, Louisiana, and... No. Hold on. Hold on. Let me finish. Louisiana. Uh, Louisiana. Miami. Louisiana Miami. and Miami. Okay. I'll go with that. Louisiana and Florida. Because Miami, <laughs> Miami's not a state. <laughs> Miami's not a state. Two southern states. I'm t- <laughs> Can I say? Yes. You guys are incorrect. Uh, <laughs> we're it's also actually, 15%. <laughs> it's actually North Dakota and Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Yeah. Rhode. <laughs> right this island, baby. <laughs> I'm thinking of a bunch of weddles over there, dude. That doesn't make sense. Right? That's, that's just breaking the myth. Isn't that 
an interesting fact. You know, I've never thought of visiting North or South Dakota, but <laughs> with this new information, I think I need to investigate this. Does it matter? My Does it journalistic matter? In instinct tells me I have to go and check this, this gives out. gives a new name to Road Island. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you where the wah-wah peepees are at. They're in the last... Five. So sorry, guys. The bottom five is North Carolina, Wyoming, Arkansas, Hawaii, and Mississippi. Boo! I thought Hawaii was like. (laughs) Miss the pee pee. I totally didn't think about that one. There you go. It's the last one. Uh, I'm so sorry, Mississippi. <laughs> I'm going to call you Miss the Peepee all the time. Jeez, I'm so sorry, Miss the Peepee. <laughs> so this uh, condom retailer said, once again, it looked at all of the purchases from each state. So you want to, you know, boost up the rank of your state? No worry, guys. But you got some work cut out for you. Go big. Go big when you purchase. Or at least try, you know, the largest size you can next time you visit your pharmacy or store. Even if they don't fit, guys, take one for the team so your state can be number one. Include. I'm talking to you, Miss Peepee. I'm talking to you. Take it for the team. Billy Scott posted a photograph that says, now that's a real woman and that's my wife. Wow, nice picture of your wife there. He, nice, put a, he put a picture of his wife? Yeah, on a nice bomba. He oh, says yeah. it's his wife. <laughs> nice bomba. Well, I'm talking about the car, the bomba. <laughs> Anyways, That's beautiful. Right. Yeah, um, uh, Mr. Scott likes those uh, old cars. Beautiful, beautiful woman. Anyways, okay, so there you go, Miss Apipi. <laughs> you know, I get it together, guys. Get it together. Get, you know, link up. <laughs> link up your captains. <laughs> and do hand, do your state right. Do your state right. Uh, and remember, this is all based on purchases of condom size. Yeah, see, that lot, how many guys purchase a condom that's really it was too large l- for the their study, size? The study, let me tell you, the, the, the purchases were gathered from the last two years. And uh, it was based on size throughout the United States. Based on size. California was number 15. You know, I wonder which state would purchase. I mean, I wonder if it went per capita too, because some states purchase more condoms than others. You know. Yes, I believe they took that in consideration in relevance of how many residents they had within it, their um, uh, state and their population. Jose, right. there's such a thing as an average. Yeah, but you got to figure kind of like the condom in. California, it's average. <laughs> Let me see. Let me kind of uh, sort of guesstimate. The middle of the, the group would be uh, Utah, Maine, wow. Nebraska, and Idaho. Idaho, Utah. Yeah, Utah. All right, what we got next? All right, guys, moving on. Uh, have you guys heard about that uh, cute new um, Disney movie called Frozen? Yeah. Just came out a couple of weeks ago. Really cute. I actually went to go see it. It's about singing princesses. It's a kids' movie. Well, um, an audience at a movie theater in Florida waiting to see a screening of this movie were reportedly shown two minutes of the trailer to Nymphomaniac. Oh, what? 
Nymphomaniac, which is a new movie uh, staged oh. to come out pretty soon, with Shia LaBeouf is, um, you know, full of sex and, and dirtiness. <laughs> and wow. um, it came out while the kids and their families were waiting to see a uh, screening of Frozen accidentally. The mo- the trailer went on for about two minutes, full oh on. Oh, my God. Full on of its adult material shown to these poor little kids (laughs) that were waiting for Frozen. (laughs) Poor guys. (laughs) They they stood there frozen. It was. (laughs) That reminds me of my trip to the uh, my accidental trip to the nude beach, eh? (laughs) Your accidental trip? It was an accident. It was honestly an accident. I'll tell you about that one last time. But I was there. Excuse. We were there, and. uh, (laughs) <laughs> so how did you find out? We were hiking. We were out of town and we were hiking and we someone we asked somebody for some recommendations. They gave us a few records. So we stopped at the first trail and we took that trail to the beach because it was near the beach. And we ended up in a nude beach. Right. So when in Rome, do what the Romans do. <laughs> Anyways, by by midday, the sun was out. So everybody just kind of went bare at that time. It was a great sightseeing spot. It was easy to just were run there, into it. Were there a bunch of old people and sagging? Other than yourself? <laughs> no, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> were there other old people hanging around? But what happened is, is this is it was a night. There was it was a nice spot for people to kind of take pictures and kind of by accident fall in there. There was a family. It was a couple with like three little kids, and all of them had those disposable disposable cameras. Right, like they were on a sightseeing trip, uh-huh. and they were going to go take pictures, and they were running around taking pictures, like yay, yay! And the husband had no idea; he was so happy, elated with his children taking pictures of the sea lions and the rocks. And they were dressed up, and and then the mom noticed. Oh, so they didn't realize they, they were in a nude realize. beach. <laughs> Whoopsies. Well, the parents of the kids were uh, saying that it was kind of hard to cover up their eyes for two minutes because there was some explicit content playing on the screen. Uh, the cinema itself has issued a statement apologizing for the incorrect, incorrect movie that was played. Uh, they haven't revealed exactly what happened other than that it was an accident. But we don't know how that trailer got on to play when the cute little Disney movie was supposed to come out. Two words. Disgruntled employee. <laughs> Let me just remind you guys that this movie, Nymphomaniac, it's a movie that's uh, set to come out with Shia LaBeouf and William Dafoe. It's, uh, it features um, simulated sex scenes. So, oh my God. just let you guys know about. Isn't is aren't all actually, R-rated films well, simulated? But he, it's um, <laughs> sex scenes. It's uh, let me just tell you that Shia LaBeouf got the gig from submitting a sex tape with his girlfriend. No, that's that's publicity. He didn't really do that. Those are the reports. Those are the reports that he got the role from showing his skills uh-huh. on the sex tape. I wonder what state what he's st- from. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually from California. Eh? <laughs> he is. I think he's from like. You know, I got news for you, like Jackie. I'm sorry, but Paul Walker was from California. He was. He's a Glendale native. Is he really? He's a Glendale native. Yeah. Here, Southern California. Yeah. Paul Walker? Yes. He could have walked here. He could have walked. Yeah. Anyway, he's next. Kind of around here. Well, I got one more, right? Yes, we have one more for tonight. Uh, there is a new dating site catering to m- women on the lookout for some. Free food. Uh, so <laughs> what? Yeah, it's called. Um, there have been some critics claiming it as to an a dating app to meet 
dinner whores. <laughs> so here's the deal. You want a free meal? You can go on this site where a guy who's willing to pay for your dinner and your company will take you out. It's called Hi Dine, which launched last month, and it instructs female users to create a profile in which they upload a list of foods and specific restaurants they enjoy. So then they must sit. Oh, like a profile. Yeah, but it's just about food. Then they must sit yeah. and wait for the date, and um, you know, then their people will message them Dude, for meetups. Is it just guys taking girls? It's just guys taking girls. For right now, there is some plan to possibly expand the site, but there's been so much controversy about it, saying that it's, it's you know, it's prostitution. Although there's no sex involved, it's you, just food. Bitches, come down. You know what? I think it's a great idea. I, I, I can't. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of guys out there that would love someone's company for dinner. Exactly. So the founder of the site insists <laughs> that off. it's about halo. Look at that halo on her head. <laughs> you know, it's about bringing food lovers. Together, yeah. you know what, and I, making social conversations about food. I, I've, done, I've done that before. I remember you I, like the kill boss. I, mem- <laughs> I, I remember when I first moved back to California from Las Vegas. I hadn't had. Can my, I taste your taco? I still hadn't had my daughters living with me yet, so I was like, I'd go out to How eat. How those melons? I would go to a restaurant. <laughs> I would go to a restaurant to eat, and I hate doing. I hate eating alone. I hate watching a movie alone. So I'll look around. If there's a girl who's sitting by herself and she seemed cool, I'd like totally go up to her and say, hey, do you, you want to sit together and eat? You have or you would? No, I have. Yeah? Yeah. And I, and, have, and what have they done? About 60 to 70% of the time, they were cool. And we'd sit down and talk, and I was it move on. Right on. Yeah, it worked. You're a stud, Jose. I'm, a st- I'm not afraid, dude. You're a stud, eh? You know? So this site pickle, actually... You want to taste it? Talk about talk about sitting down and eating with a stranger. Uh, years ago, when I first moved to Burbank, you want some more? Cream I went. With that? I, I went to more crema. I went to Angel, dude. Let me finish a sentence. I went to. Um, hey, I'm working on something here. Eh? I went to. I went to. Uh, I'm preparing the palate. <laughs> You're killing me, dude. I went to uh, a, a poquito mas in Burbank, mm-hmm. and it was full during the lunch hour. You want some pupusa? <laughs> All right, go on to the next one. Let's go. So this site, <laughs> the site actually puts Sorry, up there ex- the you know reason. There's reason behind this, saying that women spend <laughs> enough time with money on clothes and shoes and beauty products. And well, you dudes should should give us some dinner. Why not? Why not? And it's just to let you know. Unlike other dating sites where monthly fees are involved, High Dine is free of charge. However, the person who's going to wine and dine will be charged a small undisclosed fee on a per-date basis. Um, so they're just saying that it's really good old-fashioned way to meet people and, and no you know, sexual expectations expected if something comes out of it and you happen to have it over your favorite lasagna and pizza. We'll go right on it, guys. Go right on it. I don't have a problem with that. I don't either. <laughs> I remember when I was single, that was an incentive. Really? Yeah. You have an anecdote? Share us one. No, it was more just like, um, I'm hungry. Who do I call? <laughs> that was it. There was nothing more to it, guys. And it's like that for women. Women can do that. Yeah. And you guys, 
Don't complain. I, I, you get to hang out with us. I don't complain. <laughs> you get to. I'm not saying you guys, but two men in general. <laughs> I don't that complain. You get me. Exactly. You get my presence and my time, I appreciate which is very you. valuable. You know, Let's get it straight. You and I had breakfast together. A lot of fun. Yes. Good lots conversation. Of fun. See, you guys have fun with us, and you get to. Ha- Hello. You want to be sitting by yourself with your ugly self? No. <laughs> You'll have a hot chick right next to you having dinner. So yeah. what you got to pay? That would be Get cool. I, I, I'm for that. I could dig I, But a lot of them are like, just shut up and eat. I've had guys. <laughs> Don't say I've, a word. I've, I've known of guys who will say like, oh, you just want me to pay for dinner? Yes. <laughs> Where is, there's a question in here? You asked. Yes. You asked. So I'm going to go with you. So obviously there's no big deal. It's no big deal. Uh, anyway, okay, so that's it, baby. That's what I have for tonight, guys. All right, that's Jackie Casas with the news and dirty laundry. Shoo. Okay, so we'll, when we come back, we're gonna have Irene Via. We're gonna Irene have Diaz. I, who's Irene Via? Irene know. Diaz, one, one the, of the artist, performer, awesome singer, also the comedian, activist uh, Lee Camp. Can't wait to talk to both. Of them. And Willie Bass. And Willie Bass. We'll be right back. Martinez, your loca host of Maz TV. Just wanted to check in with y'all and let you know to catch our show every Saturday at 8.30 a.m. on Channel 20, Direct TV, Dish, and AT&T Ubers. Tune in. Hug a twin today. Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we are broadcasting live on the largest internet radio network in the world, Live 365. And on the coolest website in the world, that's TwinTalkCast.com. And we do it all out of Theo Luis's garage. Nobody does it out of the garage. We do it out of the garage for real, eh? Look at our pictures on Facebook. Just look for Twin Talk Show. And on Instagram, Twin Talk Show. And Twitter, Twin Talk Show. Stay tuned. We wanted you all to know that you can also uh, chat us up on Facebook on Twin Talk Show. Give us a call at 626-275-8946. But also stay tuned. We're going to be talking to Lee Camp, activist, comedian, awesome, cool guy from the uh, Moment of Clarity. (laughs) He's funny. Also, Willie Basil is going to be here from uh, Tales from the Sunset Strip, another radio show on our network. 
He'll be here later on. But now we have the lovely uh, singer-songwriter uh, who has been creating a buzz. Uh, I think 2000, started in 2011, uh, but has ever since then has been featured on uh, 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 and syndicated radio shows like NPR Alternative. Uh, she was... She's been creating a buzz in all the uh, the clubs, uh, including uh, um, and also at the Latin Alternative Conference. Jose, I'm so excited to have her here. Uh, she's uh, next. Th- actually, this weekend we'll be playing and opening up for our Latin uh, Grammy winner, uh, Gabby Moreno. Anyhow, ladies and gentlemen, Irene Diaz. Irene, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, Irene. How are you? This is Jose and Angel. Thanks for being on our show. Oh, thank you for having me. Wow, you sound like you're 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> no, I say that because your EP is so awesome and it's such a great sound. And but you don't, voice. but you don't sound 10 years old. You have, uh, I don't know how old you are. You look fairly, fairly young for such a mature sounding voice. What's up? How lo- Tell us about where you got this. Um, I've just been writing music pretty much since I was a teenager. So right now I'm 27, and it's just developed over the years. Oh, okay. You didn't have to say your age. You were just saying that. But um. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so uh, recently, I mean, right now, you just recently uh, released, I think this summer, you released your first full-on EP. Mm-hmm. And you started it, like a lot of the alternative... Uh, I wouldn't say alternative. I don't know what you use. Uh, non-mainstream media artists do through a, a, a Kickstarter campaign. And how was the response on that? I mean, was it your deal who paid it all? Or was it like all your friends from high school? Tell me about it. Um, I think it was a mixture of people. It was a mixture of family, friends, and just people who have heard my music. Um, we raised about $10,000. And we reached our goal within about two weeks. And wow. it just happened so fast, so we had a month to raise it. Um, wow! About that, and so, so we did. <laughs> hey, with that voice, who's not going to believe in you? That that must that's a testimony, I guess, to your talent. That in a couple of weeks you would raise ten thousand dollars through the Kickstarter program. Uh, you know, uh, how would you qual- How would you describe your genre? I mean, I could listen to it and think of you know uh, different influences. Tell us about your influences and uh, how would you describe it. Um, I just get influenced by a lot of different music I hear. I like a lot of like old jazz music, a lot of big band. Um, I like people like Nina Simone, but also like like Coldplay. You know, there's a lot of different influences I have. Um, but my sound, I I sing a lot of like love ballads. Um, but it's just singer songwriter music. And, and indeed, you uh, you write all your songs, or most of your songs are, 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 are I don't know, do you write your songs? Yeah. She yeah, said she did say singer-songwriter. She, you're right. She, <laughs> and she plays the guitar and the piano. Pretty awesome. <laughs> hey, Irene, where are you from, eh? <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> no, I'm from Los Angeles. Right on, eh? And that's, all, and that's all you're going to say, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, what do you think when, uh, you know, I've been reading a lot about you and you're being compared to like Billie Holiday and Ella Fitzgerald. 
Uh, does that put pressure? Uh, no, that's great. I think it's awesome. I love those artists. What's the name of your EP? It's I Love You Madly. Oh, right on. And I love you too, baby. <laughs> <laughs> And and uh, obviously you're you're uh, doing uh, uh, you're touring right now uh, in support of that album. Uh, where are you touring, and who are you opening up with this week? Uh, playing with this uh, weekend? I'm actually opening up for Gabby Moreno. Right on. Nice. Um, she won a Latin Grammy. Right now I'm in San Francisco, and uh, I'm going to be playing, opening tomorrow um, a show at a place called Slims. So what is yeah, your so what is I'm sorry, go ahead. I keep interrupting you. Go ahead. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, so we're, we're doing three shows with um, Gabby Moreno, just opening for her. Um, one tomorrow, and then the next one is on Saturday at the Troubadour. Awesome. And the last at the Griffin in San Diego. And what does your show look like? I mean, do you have a big, a full uh, ensemble? Is it you, just you with the piano? Tell us about that. What does it look and sound like? Right now, it's just me. Um, me and piano, and sometimes I bring out my guitar, and then um, Carolyn, she accompanies me. She plays ukulele, so I have a uke accompaniment. Awesome. Hey, let me tell you, she rocks that ukulele. Well, you know, yeah, you, you <laughs> rock. I, I'm starting to air guitar her ukulele these days. Eh? You, you actually <laughs> rock the piano really well. Here's a track called "Tricky Game." Let's hear the beginning of it. So, um, Irene, you still there? Yeah. Of course she's there. Dude. Okay, I want to tell our <laughs> listeners. Um, uh, Irene Diaz will be playing in San Francisco uh, at Slim's in San Francisco, December 5th, in San Diego on the 8th, and, and here in L.A. at the Troubadour on the 7th. And, uh, uh, Irene, thank you for calling in. Please come in and bring your ukulele rocking uh, friend over here next week. I mean, next month if you can. All right. Hey, uh, will you introduce our next song? Uh, it's next one's called Crazy Love. Thank you very much, Irene Diaz.
was Irene Diaz with Crazy Love. Right on. Shoo, what an awesome voice. Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I am Angel. And we broadcast <laughs> every week from Theo Luis's Garage on TwinTalkCast.com. And on the largest radio, internet radio network in the world, Live365.com. <laughs> Just look for Twin Talk Cast Radio. Anyway, so now as we've been telling you all throughout the show that a good friend of ours, also on the Twin Talk Cast Radio Network, is here with us today. Uh, you know, the the ambassador to the Sunset Strip uh, came on our show what uh, two years ago, and we just we just made good friends with him. And I'm, I'm going to make sure his mic is on before I continue. And and we made good friends with him. Turns out Willie Bass has a radio show. On TwinTalkCast.com. Yeah. It's called Tales from the Sunset Strip. It's a radio show and podcast, and I'm a huge fan of that show. Huge. So would you say that through the friendship, a radio show spawned from it? Yes, it spawned. Right on. We spawned a friendship. <laughs> we, we spawned a friendship. Anyway, the ambassador to the Sunset Strip. <laughs> From the infamous and awesome Black Sheep and many other incarnations of rock and roll music, Mr. Willie Bass. Yeah. Hey. hey. <laughs> How are you? What's up, man? Welcome back. Listen, I really am. I've said it over and over again. We have our own private conversations, and I just want to say it on, on the air. I am a fan of your show. Cool. Because it is. there's no show like it. And the neat thing about it is that you could go and watch the mainstream stuff and see the big name guys that everyone knows about and hear their stories. But you bring the people that are the nuts and bolts and the meat and potatoes guys that tell you the real story. The nuts and bolts. <laughs> no, and it's really the cool. Nuts. And one thing, what, am I, I, he hasn't the said, nuts and nuts, he said. <laughs> Willie Bass hasn't no, said a, a good way to put it. <laughs> he hasn't said a sentence, but I will finish now, I, I promise you. Um, 
I, I no, I am a fan. Um, another thing too is that people genuinely are on there and they genuinely like this guy, dude. Like that's why we like him, dude, because they like this guy. He's likable. You're likable, man. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so you have been in a hiatus, or the show's been on hiatus, and you're coming back. I rose from the dead. Rose from the dead. <laughs> Tell us about we're, that. We're so glad you're back, Holmes. Really I uh, I had a heart attack uh, on March 22nd, and I died for seven minutes. Wow. Yikes. And uh, they revived me, and, uh, you know, there is a God. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, you've just reached that echelon of rock stars where, you know, like uh, – uh, uh, what do you say? Like uh, you passed twenty seven years old, eh? So you're good. <laughs> you're not the twenty seven. Somebody's got to die. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be a sacrifice somewhere. It's because you do good things, man. Not only are you involved in your music and the radio show, uh, but you you're what's the word? Uh, I'm the food guy. He's you're a philanthropist. The, a philanthropist. Yeah, I was looking for it three, that three times. <laughs> so you you know you do good works. Talk about your. Uh, um, Philanthropy. <laughs> it's called feedamerica-now.org. Uh-huh. And uh, basically, uh, going across the United States and Canada, uh, about five times in the last two years, I just noticed that the face of hunger had changed and, you know, thought, what could I do about it? You know, because it kind of hit home in my family. Um while I was out on the road, and so I thought I could get the cans, uh, the uh, fans to bring canned goods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you toured and the, it, you toured the U.S. Right? Yeah, toured the U.S. five times over the last couple of years, and uh, you know we showed up a couple of days before Christmas in Philadelphia, and the lady the, the lady at the food bank said she, they had run out of food uh, th- the day before. Wow! And they didn't know what they were going to do, and and I had had the club collecting food for the week before we showed up. Right on. And it was just a kitchen full of baby food and all kinds of right. food and canned goods. And yeah. she was crying, man. And I was, it was, uh, that made the whole tour, actually. Awesome. Awesome. And you also were part of a, an, uh, an album called A World with Heroes. Yeah. Tell us about that. That's another philanthropy uh, <laughs> uh, project. Oh, Well, my, my friend Mitch, uh, his father-in-law died last year of cancer. And uh, this oh. this is a benefit album to to fund the ha- hospice that that kind of takes care of people in their last stages uh, of their life. And what what's, tell us about the album? Uh, this is Kiss's Kiss. You got a lot of pictures of Kiss here. <laughs> <laughs> They'd like that. Yeah. Uh, this is Kiss's 40th anniversary, so it's a uh-huh. 40th anniversary tribute album, and everybody and their brother from the hair bands. Are on this album, and you cool. and you, you sang a track on that album, two yeah. tracks, right? One track. Tell us about it. Good choice. Tears are falling, which is one of my favorites. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, let's hear a little bit of that. I'm hearing it. <laughs> Tears are falling. 
People hey, gonna throw money at us just to. They're gonna throw money at us just to stop singing. <laughs> no, hey, no. so do you wear seven-inch heels and shake your ass like Paul Stanley <laughs> on that too? <laughs> hey, it sounds awesome. I've been playing it all day. It's a great track. Thank yeah. you. Thank it's you. Awesome. And, I'm a, and we're Kiss fans. For someone to do a cover, no, and I, for us to like it, uh-huh. it's got to be good. Cool. So uh, tell us, you're gonna be, um, you're gonna be. Um, coming back from your hiatus, yeah, sabbatical. Well, this is I did this the, the day after I got out of the hospital. Wow. Like I had to get right back in it. To and you sang this, yeah. Wow, yeah. Get back a... on that bike. Huh? <laughs> wow, it's so, very important. You're gonna, you're gonna. We're running out of time, but okay. uh, you're coming back uh, to TwinTalkCast.com with Tales from the Sunset Strip. Tell yes. us about that. Uh, we're first show is December the twentieth, and we're very excited. Uh, I talked to Sylvia Massey. Last night, Sylvia produced like a system of a down, awesome and early black crows, and uh, awesome. She's done some prints, awesome, and uh, she's <laughs> she's gonna come on. She's got a <clears throat> she's got a big studio, a movie theater that she turned into a studio in a place called Weed, California. <laughs> <laughs> How come I haven't heard so of that? We gotta thing? talk to her about the Weed, <laughs> California deal. You know, it's pretty good. Nice, she's man. very very cool, man. So right where do you find your show? What time is that? She, uh, three three p.m. on Fridays. Mm-hmm. So check it out, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, you can always go to twintalkcast.com. Check out previous podcasts of Tales from the Sunset Strip. Remember to download the Life three sixty five app because you can hear it on your gadget of choice while and, you drive home. Even. Oh, dude, I dig doing that. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I tell you what. When when you first started the show, <laughs> I I listened to myself all the time. I I, I, <laughs> I said to my brother, I said if I had time. I'd love to be part of it. I'd like to be like a producer of your show because I am a fan of your show. Well, with a couple that we did together was awesome. Yeah, right? yeah. I was able to engineer the show and help out, but I wasn't really like I was trying to, you know, just keep you on the air. Hey, you, <laughs> should, you should invite me on your show sometime. I could be Absolutely. your guest, eh? Absolutely. Like just me, eh? You can talk about weed, California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, anything else? Want to tell our listeners where to find you and all that stuff? Uh, WillieBase.com. That's W I L L I E. B-A-S-S-E dot com and there's a link to to the uh, the um, to uh, Tales from the Sunset Strip there there's a link to the um, Feed America Dash Now and uh, there's some music up there and everybody could get a, a healthy dose of Willie Bass please go to TwinTalkCast.com or go to his websites and click on the podcast he's got previous podcasts posted there check out his show check it out live 3 o'clock Fridays but, but if you don't happen to catch it live it is archived on his uh, page on TwinTalkCast.com for your listening pleasure. Willie, thanks so much. I'm glad you made it, man. Thank you, guys. I'm so glad, dude. You're my mentor. I'm hey. happy. Oh, no, dude. Mental yeah. mentors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you made it, too, in more than one way, dude. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, man. Welcome back, brother. Welcome back. All right. All right. We'll be right back with Lee Camp.
Martinez, your loca host of Maz TV. Just wanted to check in with y'all and let you know to catch our show every Saturday at 8.30 a.m. on Channel 20, DirecTV, Dish, and AT&T Uverse. Tune in. Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we're broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage on TwinTalkCast.com. And on the largest internet radio network in the world, Live365.com. Look for Twin Talk Cast Radio. I want everyone to know that uh, you just heard a promo for uh, Maz TV. And uh, Melissa Martinez is the host of that show. She's a friend of our show. She's going to be on... TwinTalkCast.com on TwinTalk with Jose and Angel again next week. Right on. So tune in for that. talk about men, boys under rules again. And she's really cool. <laughs> she's a great personality. She also has a radio show now, so she's all over the place. She does voiceover work. She's She's got her show, Maz TV, and a radio show on Max Radio FM. Yeah, and one of her radio shows, she was actually doing a pole dance. That's right. <laughs> and she wears... Every, on her television And she shows. has a varying amount of stilettos, kind of like the Imelda Marcos of stilettos. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I'm so excited about our next guest. You have no idea. Um, uh, our next guest... Okay. You're salivating, old day. I, I'm, I'm so excited. Listen, uh, our next guest, uh, his slogan is, Kicking Apathy in the Dick. <laughs> I love that slogan because one of my biggest peeves is the America's the uh, collective apathy for what's going on around the world. But he's a comedian, activist, artist, podcast uh, a host as well. On Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, welcome Lee Camp. What's up, Lee? Shoot. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to come out to your city there. Oh, man. We're so looking forward to it. Come kick some people in the dick over here, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so listen, Lee. First of all, moment of clarity. Was it a moment of clarity that just made you think, "Hey, I'm going to come up with a show called Moment of Clarity"? Yeah, I mean, basically, I mean, I've been performing stand up for like 15 years, but I just decided to basically do what I do online, and so I started putting out these videos three years ago, and now there's 280 of them and a, a best-selling book and everything. So uh, it's coming along. Yeah, how how often do you put them out? I've 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 watched many of them. Um, I, I must admit, I'm not the guy who subscribes. I just go back to the site to read or to watch them. Do you do them weekly, daily, monthly? How often do you do it? Yeah, it's two a week, and uh, I put them out at LeeCamp.net for free, and uh, uh, basically do it like that. And you know, the topics range. It's most of the stuff that our country and the world is dealing with, the corporate pillaging of the world that we all seem to have. Accepted like it's a Black Eyed Peas song, you know. We, <laughs> we're, we're basically we're basically like, well, it's going to be around for a while. What can we do? I know. Here, I want to delve into those topics, but I want to I want to delve a little bit more into the head of Lee Lee Camp. Uh, okay, uh, you 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 seem to me you're obviously an artist, comedian, artist, but you seem to me to have that other side of the brain that is the analytical because when you come up on these. On your YouTube uh, rants, you come up with some data that, like, whoa, wait a minute, let me stop here and take some notes. Are are, are you one of those, dude? Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I've always been a little analytical, but you know, I got to look up the numbers. I, I'm 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 not that great at remembering things. A couple of numbers stick in my head, though. You know, like uh, for example, the fact that the six Walmart heirs have the same amount of wealth as the bottom forty percent of America, one hundred and twenty-five million people. Wow, uh, that's that's a that's a good example of one of those numbers I can't get out of my head, like it's a virus. But uh, I. 
you know, I got, I got to look up these numbers, and, and I always try and keep my sources really clear. And I know it's weird for a comedian to have source, sources at the bottom of the video, but uh, that's how I like to do it. So. Hey, uh, Lee, this is Angel, man. Thanks for calling in. I have a question, though. You know, I mean, uh, do you what do you think will happen or should happen via the uh, uh, moment of clarity? Do you think people are really going to, you know, wake up? Well, I think it's a slow process, and I think if we're going to change, you know, the country or the world, I think it's got to be death by a million beast things in terms of turning things around. So we each do our part. I I try and wake people up through comedy, and people use music. And, and actually, my show in Los Angeles is going to be with a band called Rooftop Revolutionaries that, that does musical politics and <laughs> and uh, I think that I, I think that it is. I think that people are slowly waking up. Like if you look at some of the examples, just in the past couple of years, you know, the bombing, us bombing Syria, which didn't end up happening, is the only time I can remember a full-on uh, build-up for war, media build-up for war that the people said no to. Like it, and, and not just said no to, but said no to loud enough that it actually stopped, at least for now. And that's never happened that I can recall. And so things are changing. Like people are waking up. It's 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 an interesting time to be alive because we're at a fork in the road, and one way leads to uh, you know a, a big old pile of crap. But uh, let's hope we can go the other way. <laughs> hey Lee, you know what? I, I I want to share your optimism because I sorely sorely uh, hate uh, the direction that this country and this world indeed is going into. But but I I, I see it. An irony that in this age of of, of instant uh, information and the advent of internet, that so many people are letting things like you mentioned something like a, a great sort of grass move root movement to stop that war in Syria. Yet we have things like Obamacare being passed and and things like Benghazi being overlooked and 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 uh, uh, the NSA spying on us and, and and it's no big deal. It seems like it's no big deal. Well, don't get me wrong. I am curious about the apathy, hence the uh, the catchphrase you mentioned: "Punch apathy in the dick." I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, so don't get me wrong. I am curious about it. I do have a little bit of hope, but you know, if, if people come out and see my hour, uh, I, I'd say in my stand-up routine, I spend about. 50 minutes of the hour talking about how horrible things are and uh, 10, 10, 10 minutes of the hour talking about how uh, things are changing and we can keep helping them change. But it is, you know, we're marching uphill through molasses, so I'm, I'm not saying it's an easy run. Hey, uh, uh, Lee, this is Angel again. I I, I dig your, your videos of uh, Moment of Clarity because, indeed, they are a moment of clarity. You say them uh, so concise with a, with a bit of humor. And uh, I want to ask you, how wh- how do you get inspired, eh? You smoke a little bud or something? What, <laughs> was it during your munchies or something? Well, while I, I won't claim I, I don't occasionally smoke, it doesn't <laughs> seem to help my uh, it doesn't seem to help my writing much. I think I think generally then you think everything's hilarious, and it turns out it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I, I, uh, how do I get inspired? Lots of times I look for something that makes me furious and I use that as a kernel to then add on to it, add the jokes in and, and that type of thing. You know, like 
like a good example was people were calling me, you know, when when I was posting on my Facebook, people were calling me too political and that kind of thing. And so <laughs> I ended up making a video, a video about people saying you're too political. Oh, you're too political. Oh, like I, I've been told all the time, I'm too political for TV, and I'm too political. Every every children's birthday party I perform at, they <laughs> fill out a complaint. A complaint form where they say we didn't like that the clown put the balloon animals inside cages and said they were factory farm balloon animals. <laughs> so, so basically, if something makes me angry, I try and make it funny. <laughs> I like that. Good, good posture. So, what what is it going to take? Uh, you know, uh, what is other than the obvious? What is it going to take to kick apathy in the dick in America? Well, step one is to keep the internet free because without without a free internet and and people don't realize this, but they're trying the the powers that be are trying everything to crack down on internet freedom. You know, first it was SOPA and PIPA, which uh, were bills in Congress that we right. successfully defeated. Yes, and then it's now it's uh, these trade deals, Trans-Pacific Partnership, right. and the other one um, on the Atlantic side mm-hmm. that have stipulations about the internet in them. So. The, the, basically, it's the various ways to cut down the the amount of information we can get, the the speed it goes, you know, from from independent sources, and and people have to be very aware of that because if they're able to cut down on the the information revolution that we're in the middle of, uh, just like they, you know, undermined Wik, uh, WikiLeaks, um, then then we're in even deeper trouble. So people have to do that, and then the next step is to get money out of politics and uh, and and wake up. People need to wake up. Is, is, is Snowden a hero? Yes, he is, because we're in the midst of the largest surveillance mankind has ever seen, the largest surveillance infrastructure mankind's ever seen. And meanwhile, they tell us we don't have time, we don't have money for infrastructure like bridges and things. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we've... We have 66,000 structurally deficit bridges in this country, so we don't have money for that infrastructure. Yeah. But we have all the money in the world for the largest surveillance infrastructure ever seen, and Snowden is the one who revealed it to us, and there's no reason he shouldn't be called a hero. And furthermore, even if, just for the sake of argument, let's say he were the worst human being that ever lived. Let's say he made Charles Manson look like Tom Hanks, all right? <laughs> let's... Let's let's say that he that they found his girlfriend's head in a ditch, and he steals people's French fries when they would go to the bathroom. Let's let's pretend he's a horrible person. It wouldn't freaking matter. It doesn't matter. It's like in the whole scandal, it doesn't matter. It's like someone telling you your your house is on fire, and you look at the house, you see it's on fire, and then you turn back and go. Hold on, aren't you a traitor? <laughs> I'm not listening to this. You know, you're right. Um, talk about infrastructure. You, you know, the surveillance that's going on now. I can't even listen. What bugs me? What, let me tell you what really bugs me. You know what? My, 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 my Bluetooth cannot work. I can't hear anybody on a Bluetooth. Meantime, the president can watch four people die in Benghazi in real time and then lie about it. And I can't even hear my phone calls on my Bluetooth. It pisses me off. Jeez. You know what I'm tripping out, Lee? You know what I'm tripping out, Lee? Is that statistic, eh? You had to be on something, eh? 60,000 structurally deficit bridges. How do you come up with that? Yeah. All right. I'd be like. That's, uh, 
I heard a I, I heard a news report and it blew my mind. So. <laughs> He's googling as we speak. <laughs> please, please look it up. Six, sixty, I believe it's sixty-six thousand. So, so Lee, I know that you're. And, I, I, and you know what's you know you know it's funny in that same news report. Uh, they asked a guy. He's an engineer, and they said, you know, if there's one, he put out a book on the subject. They they said if there's one bridge in America that you wouldn't want to be on, and he goes, well. Probably the Tappan Zee Bridge in New York, which I travel over about 10 times a year. I'm on that bridge. <laughs> hey, remember, shoot the messenger. So, okay, let me, let's, do, let's do a shotgun question thing. I'm going to ask you, if, if, I'm going to say something and see what, you, what comes up to your, the top of your head, all right? You down? You down? All right. Okay, okay, Occupy. Occupy, the, the beginning of the awakening. Tea Party. Oh, that's a tough one. I think that it's a lot. I think that a lot of the people out there have genuine anger about uh, the way that average Americans are being treated. But I think their anger has been misdirected, and a lot of it's funded by the Koch brothers. And so I think it. I think the Tea Party largely taken over by uh, by the Koch brothers and the other billionaire funders. Awesome, Lee. This is Angel. I got one. Capitalism. Yep. <laughs> well. I, th I think that capitalism can do a lot of good if it's very tied down. If it's, you know, we're in the middle of unfettered, unregulated capitalist domination of the, the natural world, and it's very ugly. And, and, and so it could do good, but I think in the way we have it, it basically will uh, eat everything until it's all gone. And you, if this is an easy thing to understand. Here's how you understand this concept. Go pick three friends or family members. And play the game Monopoly. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Good and point. One, one of two things will happen. Either someone will end up with everything while the others starve to death because <laughs> they have nothing. Or someone will get so upset they flip over the board and punch someone in the face. All right? <laughs> That's that's how this ends. We put capitalism puts a price on everything: on the natural world, on the salmon, on the oil, on the you know the food, the the cows. It's all about profit. There is no room for at the end of the day. There's no room for caring about the world, caring about people's health. It just doesn't enter into the equation. What's wrong with being rich, though, Lee? There's nothing wrong with being rich, except that in the way we live now, it, it, it's egregious wealth. It's wealth that even if the Koch brothers, the Koch brothers have $50 billion. You know how much it would take to apparently feed the calculation to feed and uh, give water to every person on the planet, every I, starving person? 50, I $50 billion. I knew you were going right? to come up with the number. <laughs> it, it would... It, it, it would call, they have the same amount that it would cost to feed the entire world, and they could never spend it. They, if they started spending on everything they saw, buying up mansions and every, you know, uh, Hannah Montana action figure they could find, <laughs> they could never spend it all, and yet they're going to keep trying to get more. That's, that's a, a, a style of rich, a type of rich that destroys the planet. Yeah, so uh, I noticed on your website you you really got a lot going on there. You got your podcast going on. Uh, and you're, you, you're, there's also some kind of rally to 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 um, to try and get the the minimum wage uh, raised up higher. Um, I, I have an issue with that, Lee. 
You know, I, I think that minimum, uh-huh. I have a th- I think the minimum minimum wage jobs are mostly, you know, you know, ground floor beginning level jobs. They're not necessarily meant to raise a family on. You know what I'm saying? What do you have to say about that? Well, here's the thing. Because of technology, we're going to have fewer and fewer jobs. It's already happening, right? Even if even if uh, these people, even if minimum wage is higher. So minimum wage being higher is only a stopgap measure. It's, that's thinking for tomorrow as opposed to 10, 20 years from now. We're seeing all the jobs disappearing, right? The only thing remaining is, like, service jobs. And, you know, soon we'll have self-driving cars, and there won't be trucking industry anymore. There won't be shipping. It's all disappearing. And here's the thing. When jobs disappear, that could be a good thing because it could mean everybody has to work less for the same amount of money. But instead, <laughs> all in, instead, all of that wealth, all of that savings, everything technology affords us goes to the top 1%, every bit of it. So while all the jobs disappear, basically 99% or 90% of the American people just struggle more and more and more, and it's, that's inevitable. That's where technology is heading, and we've got to realize that. So where does com- comedy reconcile it? <laughs> uh, I, the, the reason I use comedy is because if you just take these facts without a little laugh every once in a while, you drive your car off a bridge. So, <laughs> you, you, you have to have some laughs in there. You have to make, you know, and it's not making light of it. It's just it's just making making fun of it in a way that people can enjoy themselves and still learn. And, and that's the goal of, uh, of, you know, coming to L.A. and doing those shows there. So if, if people want to come out and see it, it like I said, it'll be with a band called Rooftop Revolutionaries, and we're doing two shows, December 13th and 14th, and people can get all the info at LeeCamp.net, and it's, it's just a really fun night, and it's a really cheap night. You know, we don't charge much. So. And, and it's at the Fake Lounge. I've been there, man. It's off of Melrose. It's a pretty cool cool little area right there. You talk about comedy. You know, there is comedy on uh, on Lee Camp's website. It's LeeCamp dot net and check it out podcast 273 is called are dildos spying on us is the pope a redneck <laughs> listen i'm, I'm a, go ahead go ahead lee uh what i was saying about the pulse in the podcast was that the pope seems great for a minute for, you know the new pope seems great on certain things like he was saying that the, the current global economy is a tyranny that's uh you know making things very hard for people. But then the moment he talks about women and gay gay marriage, it seems he becomes a redneck. <laughs> the moment he gets to the, the the moment he gets to those he's like, These bimbos shouldn't be having so many bastard children. All right. They need to they need to get married and and the gay people should not be getting married, all right? Because if a man marries a man, you know what happens next man wants to marry a goat. <laughs> Lee Camp from the A Moment of Clarity and LeeCamp.net. Check him out at the Fake Lounge, uh, December. Remind fake me. Fake Gallery. The, uh, fake Gallery. Fake Gallery. And uh, what is it, the dates again? December 13th and 14th, 8.30. Rooftop Revolutionaries is the band I'll be with. Also, there'll be opening comedians as well. Rick Overton's one of them. It'll be great. And check it out, uh, Lee. I'm going to be there. I'm a big fan of uh, of your Moment of Clarity. And uh, I come out and come to Theo Luis's garage since you're going to be here next week, Holmes. If you're in town, come into Theo Luis's garage. Hang with us, man. 
I said it already. <laughs> I'm going I'm to I'm try and do that. I might very well be there if the, if the bridge didn't collapse under me. <laughs> hey, we'll send a drone for you. <laughs> yeah, perfect. An Amazon, send an Amazon drone. <laughs> Lee Camp from LeeCamp.net and Moment of Clarity. Thanks a lot, Lee, man. You're rock, man. Hey, thank you, guys. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back with a couple of things. We're going to come back with... The Patriot Patriot Lounge, Patriot Pass, and the Chill Now. All right, we'll be right back. Twin today. Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. It's time to admit that your guy is not the guy. He did not save us from big government like he said he would. He expanded big government from having Homeland Security and having them spy on uh, the Associated Press, Fox News, and ABC journalists, to enabling the NSA to skim your emails and your cell phone calls, and now giving unprecedented power to the most threatening of all government departments, the Internal Revenue Service. Did you know that the IRS is now the largest government entity? No other government department throughout history has instilled more fear into the average American as the IRS has. Not the military, not the FBI, not even Homeland Security. Why? The IRS unequivocally has the ability to enter anyone's home via financial means. It already has the power to snoop, file injunction, withhold wages, impose liens. Its agents do not require a warrant. Indeed, the current administration has already exploited the IRS's arbitrary power by intimidating conservative groups during the last campaign. By putting the IRS in charge of Obamacare, it will wield its authority over your medical needs, big or small, seasonal or terminal. You and your loved one's health, life or death will rely on this department's whim. Do you have health, affordable health care now? Is your pre-existing condition covered now? Okay, good. Just don't forget to pay your taxes. That's my Patriot Pass. <laughs> hey, nice ending there, Jose. Don't forget to pay your taxes, eh? <laughs> that was Jose exercising the strongest, most biggest muscle in his body. His mouth doing his Patriot Pass. We'll be right back. He unequivocally did his Patriot Pass. We'll be right back with Angel's Chill Lounge. <laughs> hey, how you doing? What do you guys know about twins? Nothing. Nothing about twins? Oh, sorry. Do you, know, do you know any twins? No. I'm sorry. Do you want to know a twin? No, thank you. Two. What are conjoined twins? 
I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be late for work. Three. What do you know about twins? Nothing. Uh, I'm a little busy. Four. Identical twins have matching fingerprints? Uh, I believe so. Same with DNA. Can you name any celebrity twins? How about the girls from all the Devil Mint commercials? If I was to ask you, what is a conjoined twin, what would that be? Um, I don't know. A conjoined twin is either A, a twin with extra joints, B, a twin that joins clubs, or C, a twin that is physically attached to his twin. I'd either C or A. Ashton Kutcher, twin or not? No, but not that I know. He's a twin. Is he? Fraternal. Fraternal. I'm an identical twin. I'm one of the hosts of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Do I look like Jose or Angel? Uh, I'm going to say you look like a Jose. Thank you very much. kind of weird for a guy saying you look like an angel. Scarlett Johansson, twin or not? She doesn't have a twin, does she? She does. Is she uh, identical? No, actually, it's a fraternal twin. His name is Hunter. Oh, damn. Damn. (laughs) Do you have your own... Individuality. Thank you. Yes, individuality. Absolutely, we're individual. He's the good-looking one, and I'm the smart one. <laughs> oh, okay. You think Johnny Depp is sexy? I think he's very sexy. Would you date him if he was a conjoined twin? If he would have me, I probably would. Who do you think would be one of the sexiest men alive to you right now? You could say Jose the twin. Um, I'm a lesbian. That's awesome. <laughs> I am so hardcore lesbian myself. Identical? Yes, we're identical twins. His name is Angel. Angel, that's a, nice. So if his name is Angel, what do you think my name would be? Oh, it could be any A name. I think A names are cool, like Angel and Andre. Or... Well, my name's Jose. They used to say, well, if, if I'm Jose, then he must be Hose B. What do you <laughs> I think that's it, unless you want to add something to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Uh, no, that's good. Thank you for your time, man. How about a shout out to my brother Angel? What's up, Angel? Have a good one, buddy. Kick back and listen. is half full or half empty. A common expression used rhetorically to indicate that a particular situation could be a cause for optimism, half full, or pessimism, half empty. 
Basically, it's an idiom used to explain or gauge how we perceive something. Be wary. This expression can take us to a state of taking accounts, a state of gain or loss, asset or liability, good or bad, a subdued state. Consider this. Take no accounts. Empty the glass, then empty it again, and again, and so on, and so on. This takes us to a state of releasing, a state of emptying, a state of renewing, a dynamic state. You see, sometimes we bear more than we own, and sometimes we own more than we can bear. But through it all, let it go. Empty yourself. You win, share it. You lose, let it go. Let us not measure, lest we be measured. Let us not hold on to things, lest they hold on to us. Chill, one love. And that's another edition of Angels Chill Lounge. Shoo! And we come to the end of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel this week. What an awesome show, man. It was a good show. And a nice surprise from uh, uh, David Romero calling in. He's, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we want to uh, thank... Spoken Word Artist. We want to thank him for calling in. And Thanks to David Romero and the Spoken Word Artist uh, and uh, at the 256 Bar next Tuesday. also want to thank Willie Bass for making it in Back from the Dead and is going to be resurrecting Tales from the Sunset Strip on TwinTalkCast.com starting, starting the 20th at 3 p.m. What a good show. Yes. Also, a big, big thank you to the lovely uh, singer-songwriter musician Irene Diaz. She's playing in San Francisco on, at Slim's this weekend, and then she'll be coming to L.A. on, uh, I don't know what day, to the Troubadour and San Diego after that. Well, we look forward to having her here. What a great EP that is. Check it out. It's called uh, I'm Madly in Love with You or something like that. <laughs> Irene Diaz. I'm madly. Look her up on Facebook. Irene Diaz. I love you madly. Sorry. I love you madly. Irene and, Diaz. It's and keep EP. looking out because she is, her and her ukulele partner are coming here to Theolisa's Garage Live. want to thank Mr. Lee Camp, activist, comedian, the guy who loves to kick Apathy in the Dick. <laughs> check him out at Lee Camp, LeeCamp.net. Also, check him out at the Fake Gallery this weekend Yeah, in Los Angeles. That place is pretty cool. I know where uh, it is. Check out LeeCamp.net for all the information. He's a, he's funny. He's great. He's uh, got a lot of info, and he's uh, we thank you for being on our show. Also, want to let her, uh, uh, Jackie know that uh, we appreciate your making it in. She's freezing her booty off over there. Thank you, Jackie. You're welcome, guys. Every week she does it, and she does it well. One day I will let you into that circle of trust. You'll know the mystique. I can't wait. <laughs> also, we want to let you guys know that to tune in next week, we're going to have Melissa Martinez from Maz TV and Max Radio FM and a couple of other surprises. So tune in next week to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Good night, everyone. Shoo!